Thank you for tuning in to the Life of KG podcast. We are all about helping you guys in the beauty industry. Whether you're starting out in this industry or been in the business for years, we want to motivate you, educate you, and support you to grow. Enjoy the show. everyone welcome back to a life of kg so right now in our country we are in the pandemic still and there is now new restrictions and local lockdowns and i know a lot of salon owners at the moment have had to close their door because they're in tier three hopefully they'll be back up and running very soon but i think we're all in that fear of what is going to come next and how is that going to affect you So I just wanted to open my doors to say that I'm here if anyone wants to chat or reach out or wants to jump on a quick call with me, that is absolutely fine. Please reach out. I know we all need someone to talk to in these difficult trying times. And also I do have my group mentoring program, Coffee, Cake and Chat, for those that are salon owners or becoming salon owners and want that support network around them. So if that's something that you feel that would interest you, then get in touch and I will be able to help you out with that. Today I want to share some positivity. I have my good friend Rebecca on. She owns a salon of 10 years called Revive Luxury Beauty. She's been a therapist for 16 years so she's extremely experienced. She also does training. She specializes in um, microblading. She is a mum so we're going to talk about mummies and business at the same time and she's also in the middle of setting up her new business which is business mentoring for mums in business for all different types of business so we're also going to get into that so without further ado here she is so Rebecca thank you so much for coming on the life of KG thanks for having me you are so welcome so for those that don't know who you are can you please introduce yourself and tell everyone exactly what you do okay so I'm Rebecca and I own an award-winning salon um, I also have a beauty training academy, I specialise in microblading and I'm re- recently about to launch my mentoring business for mums in business. Which I can't wait to hear all about. So you are, so <laughs> I know, um, so you're super busy, so what is your story, everyone has a story, what was your childhood like growing up, that type of thing, what made you go into business? Oh, um, I was never the cleverest one at school. Um, That was my sister. And I didn't come out great with like the grades and everyone said to me, go back to school, like recent year 11. I was like, no, 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 like I wanted to make money. I had a drive in me that it was just all about money. Mm. And so I decided I always enjoyed doing people's nails. um, So I thought I'd go and do beauty. And then, Everyone sort of said to me, oh, don't, like, don't waste your time. Why are you doing that? And I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to prove to everyone that I can make a success from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started, obviously, my beauty training. I think it was three years. Um, and because, again, in that time, I just wanted money, I got a job working on a chicken counter in Sainsbury's. yeah I did yeah I was that chicken girl (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah then from there I obviously got my first job 
um, in a big spa in Tring, which I loved. And I kind of just went from spa to spa until I got a job over in Mallorca in a big spa. And that's kind of, I think, was my changing point is it was owned by Richard Branson. And I saw the way he kind of run and look after his stuff. Mm-hmm. And it made me realise that I kind of wanted to have a salon and appreciate my staff and look after them. Whereas in all the other spas, it was just a number. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of from then and from how he'd looked after us and how I just thought that's, I wanted that salon and I didn't want to work for anyone else again. And I wanted to do it my way. So that's kind of how it all started. But childhood, I think I was just stubborn as well and just driven and always thought I was going to do something. But wow. wasn't sure what. <laughs> that's so cool because... I remember we first met, like, it must have been about 10 years ago now, because you were working in the same village as me, wasn't you? Yeah, so it must have been longer than 10 years. It must have been about, I think it was about 13 years ago. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, because I've been here now 10 years. So that's when I took the leap um, to go on my own. And I was renting in Angel's Hair and Beauty. Yeah, that's it, and Barton the Clare. So I'd moved in there. And I think I was only there about a year. And then I moved to a gym in Dunstable and I was renting a room there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in both places, I had self-employed girls working for me. So oh, okay. off, I always had someone working so I could only work part time. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, because I never I thought if I'm going to have a business, I don't want to work crazy hours in it I just want to do what I want to do and yeah. just made work from day dot around me so that's so good so obviously you went on to then opening the doors to your own salon rather than rent- renting space within other salons yeah you having girls working self-employed for you was that kind of like your testing point to say okay let's see if this runs before I open the doors to my main salon yeah definitely I think it was a safety net of them being self-employed that I didn't have the wage and all of that um but then I realized it wasn't the way I wanted to go I realized that I wanted to employ and not self-employed because I found yeah. it just got complicated so Definitely. that's when when I opened the salon all the girls were employed straight away wow okay so you've gone from obviously doing all of this stuff working yeah. different jobs working as a beauty therapist having some self-employed girls alongside you working in spas around the world really yeah you've gone from a beauty therapist to a salon owner which is very different and I think a lot of people especially when we start opening up salons we just think well we're just a beauty therapist I might just have some girls run alongside me and that type of thing but how different is it becoming a therapist to a salon owner so different like it's completely different role Um, I suppose when I opened the salon I was just a therapist with a dream and yeah the business side I didn't have a clue about so they are completely different roles and I think that's the first thing you need to figure out is whether you want to be a therapist or a business owner definitely step into that role that you want to be and if you want to stay doing treatments you need someone who can do that business side for you because you can't do it all on your own definitely not how how did you kind of work that out and balance things out um I think 
the first time for me is when I went on maternity leave, I think. That was my turning point. Mm-hmm. That I thought, so this was my second pregnancy. I thought this is my chance to come out. I was, the first sort of two years, I was working like a lunatic. I was answering client messages at 11 o'clock at night and booking them in. I was just like, this isn't the life I kind of wanted. Yeah. Um, so that was my chance to stop doing treatments and I wasn't going to go back into them either. Um, and then the moment I done that is when we really grew, when I really stopped and focused on the business rather than the treatment side. It's exactly like me. I've done treatments all the time, six days a week, while I was working back to back. As soon as I fell pregnant, I was like, no, this is no way to live. I want to spend time with my newborn baby and never went back to do treatments again. It's crazy, isn't it? Until you push into that situation. And I think a lot of the time we think how, like I'm the, I'm the main earner, people trust me because I'm the salon owner. How are you ever going to hand that over to other people? But it does just work. Yeah, and the biggest thing I've learned is there is people out there who are better than me. So like, whereas I thought, oh, but they're my clients and, you know, no one's going to do it like I do it. Actually, now there's people that are better and know what they're doing and actually are better putting in that seat. Yeah. And it's it's letting go of that control, isn't it? Like we're all control freaks in business. Yeah. I have learned that there's people that are better to do certain business things than I do. So I delegate that out to them. Same as in the salon, the girls are kind of all set as their main expert thing of their thing they really like to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it has been it's letting go and not being such a control freak and realizing there's people that actually can do something better than what you can. Definitely, but when you learn to do that and learn to delegate, it's honestly the best thing ever. I feel like I'm the queen of delegation. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I know, I absolutely love it as well. And I agree, there's always someone better. And I always always say now, hire someone that's better than you because, you know, we only have we only know so much as well. And there is people that know better than us, can do treatments better than us. Just yeah. always try and hire better. But like you said, until you get to that point in business, you don't really realise that because you just want to yeah. hold on everything. Yeah, definitely. But the moment you realise that is the moment, like you get your freedom, everything just seems to run smoother. Yeah, definitely. So let's scratch the service off you being a mummy. <laughs> so you have three children yeah and you started that journey while you was in the salon right yeah so I opened the salon when my daughter was six months old wow and I was suffering from postnatal depression at the time Mm -hmm. so god knows what I was thinking like opening up a salon but I did um we had a lot happen we had my husband's father-in-law no my husband's father died and he had to like move to the farm, take everything over. I was pregnant at the time, kind of thought, wow, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a lot thrown at us in like a really short space of time. And I think I just got lost in this whole, like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And then had this baby and my husband wasn't around cause he was farming. And it was like, 
middle of harvest and I was just like what is this world yeah um, <laughs> I was like where's it all gone like he even said to me like I might not be there at the birth if I'm in the middle of like harvest <sighs> and I was just like oh my god so we had a lot like thrown at us at the time and my husband was dealing with depression from obviously losing his dad so I kept a lot of my sort of feelings inside because I thought oh he's going through so much and then so then I got diagnosed with postnatal depression she must have been about four months old so it was sort of later on and I was doing a client in down at the gym I was renting a room in and she sort of said to me oh I hear that there's a salon in your village that's being sold so I went home and I was like I'm buying a salon in the village and sort of Ben said to me with what like are you mad like you've got a child you've got postnatal depression like you don't have any money like how are you going to do this and I was like I don't know but I'll figure it so I trotted off to my meeting with her to meet up with her and then put in an offer still didn't know how I was going to buy it but I thought I'll figure it I figured it and yeah so I took it on but I think the salon kind of really saved me from that postnatal depression it kind of like it was my safe place I loved being there. I was back doing what I loved. Um, and then that's kind of what I've created in the salon is I want the salon to be a safe place for others. Yeah. And the same as with staff, same as with clients, they can come in and just like be taken away from that like crazy world that whatever's going on in their life, they can just come away from. So yeah, that's how it sort of started. And then I'm trying to think two years later mm -hmm. I think I found out I was pregnant which you kind of think oh, I'll try and it'll take me a while but no like <laughs> first week <Take> a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so found out I was pregnant and at the beginning I had a big bleed and I thought I'd lost the baby and had to go back the next day have a scan and they said to me oh, you know you haven't lost the baby but you're having twins <laughs> So I was just like, <gasps> oh my God, <laughs> we've got twins like thrown in the mix. Um, I actually had a really bad pregnancy with them and they had something called twin to twin syndrome. Right. Which one baby was getting too much and the other one wasn't getting anything. So basically they were both going to die. So I think that's probably when I stepped back a lot, actually, when I started having all the problems in my pregnancy, that's when I came out of treatments. Mm -hmm. Um and then I had to have an operation to split my placenta into two. So they both had a chance of like surviving. Luckily it all worked and they're all here. And so I had three kids under three whilst oh running my, my business. Yeah. <laughs> when I look back now, I just think, wow, how did I do it? Yeah. But organization is organized. And isn't it so like, it's so blessed that you could go and have your three children and have your business running on its own. Okay, you would be managing it. I'm sure loads of stress comes with that, but not to be able to have to be there, have it still running, making money in that while you have your family. Yeah, it's like the best amazing. thing ever. Yeah, definitely. And like my team I've had, like even through the years to now, they have all like been really good. Mm. I do think that's just from like getting the right team and supporting each other and just having that environment that's like a safety net still yeah it makes a big difference that if anyone goes down ill there's always someone that will 
we just each have, have each other's backs kind of thing and it yeah. makes a difference but how do you find um running a business or businesses rather and having your children like have what, what's your time management like oh I'm like so organized that like I am a bit OCD on it um but now I only work school hours um I'm probably only in the salon now one day a week mm-hmm. and I'll work from home sort of on the business but I'll only work between 10 and 2 and that's it and that's probably two days a week my biggest thing and the thing I've learned is you have to give like time for yourself and if you don't sort of give yourself that break you're just going to burn out like you can't I used to think like oh you can be all these different things and people in school run and say to me are you super mum how do you do it Mm. but we can't do it all on our own and that's the biggest thing I've learned again about delegating you know I have a cleaner I have someone that comes in does my ironing now I have someone else doing social media for me to have that freedom in my business and go and do things I want to do yeah it's so important so so from two till night time is that just your time with your children yeah so I'll do school runs um homework the general mum stuff homework dinners like that's it I mean Obviously, there'll be every now and again, I'll sit there and I'll think, oh, I'll just do a little bit of work because yeah. I'm a bit obsessed. Um, but then as soon as the kids start going, oh, but mum, and I go, oh, hold on a minute, that's when I just stop. I just think, do you know what? I can't concentrate on the work and give them what they need at the same time. Yeah. So I am really strict on my time management. And that takes a lot to be able to do that as well. I know how hard that is. I don't even think I've cracked that 100% either. Especially when you say, like, hold on a minute, like, no. Like, as much as, like, I've got I've got a good routine, it's still never 100%. There'll be those moments of, you know, through COVID, those times that you think, oh, my God, and you go into, like, panic, I guess, and you think, mm-hmm. I've got to do all this stuff, and then you think, then I sit there and I'm like, no, 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 like, it doesn't need to be done now. It can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. That's but- so good. It's all about every Monday I plan my week. Oh, really? Is that your thing? Yeah, and I only do three business things. So I write down three business things for each day, and that's all I do. So I don't sit and do loads and loads and loads, and then, you know, when you get overwhelmed with it, I just have it completely planned, and that's all I do. Yeah, because you get overwhelmed, and then you start getting mad at yourself because you haven't ticked everything off the list. Yeah, and then you sit there working later at night to get it done. And do you know what? You don't get it done properly either because you'll just be rushing through it just to tick it off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who would you say are the top three people that you look up to for motivation or inspiration and why? Um, It's probably going to be a bit cliche, but I think it'd be my mum, my older sister and my younger sister, purely because... My mum brought us up on our own. So we've always been like the four of us. And it used to yeah. be like whoever had money at the time, we'd share the money out. Like it's always been who got paid and someone needed money. We've always been like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless him. And so my mum, because she's just done it all on her own, she's brought up the three of us on her own. She's like always been that strong woman I think 
that I look up to of how strong she is and everything she's come through. Yeah. Um, my older sister, because she's gone through some tough times that I can't ever imagine kind of going through. But she comes out and she's still so positive. Yeah. She's like the main breadwinner in her house and she's just always got everything together, but like never wants for anything. Um, and my younger sister, she suffered really bad with anxiety through school. Mm-hmm. But literally, like, smashed her GCSEs. She's just recently um, finished her... Oh, my God, my brain's gone dead. But she's she just, like, done her university degree. Yeah. She's just finished that. And all through the time, like, she suffered really bad of anxiety, but she's still, again, she'll push herself through it and mm-hmm. she'll still do the best that she can. So for me, it's, like, my... Those three. The two women in my life that... I don't know, we're always just there for each other and we'll always kind of push each other when we need it. Because even though you've all like kind of grown up now and got your own lives, are you still, do you still see each other a lot? Oh my God, like constantly, like every day, we will talk every day, probably see each other like... Mm, every day, practically. Really? Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, so we're still really close. Um, yeah. More probably more close now than like when we were younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I couldn't do it without them. Yeah, family is just everything, isn't it? I couldn't have done anything without mine either. Yeah. I mean, like, business can be tough, and like, I'll have my random meltdowns, and one of them is there to like be like, no, 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 you've got this, like, and pick you back up. And it's kind of what we all do for each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's lovely. Obviously, like you said, business is tough. Like, it's not easy. What would you say has been your biggest struggle over these years in business? Oh, um, probably... Uh, um, I would say... Not knowing business. I think where I thought, you know, I was a therapist, I thought I could do it. And then I suppose learning as I went along in those first couple of years, I made so many mistakes. Yeah. Like I signed up to any company that came in and I was like, oh, that's great. Not read any contracts, which still sometimes I'm a nightmare for. <laughs> I got signed into things for five years and, you know, just thinking that anyone that came in was offering me the help and that I'd sign up to them so I'd think oh yeah that'd be great so not knowing business and I wish I had got a mentor from day one yeah to help me that side of business and I think I'd have made less mistakes along the way definitely and I I was always the same as well I used to remember sitting in the salon for like nine hours without seeing a single client and then being so focused and being like, I'm not giving up, I'm not giving up. Like, yeah. and then I used to just be like, I wish there was just someone like me that I could talk to. That, yeah. And I just like, were mentors even a thing back then? Like, I don't think they were, yeah, well, they no. weren't as big. Yeah, not like they are now. Yeah, like now obviously like, well, I think most business people do have mentors now. But back yeah. then I just remember going, I just wish I had this one person that wasn't a family member or wasn't a friend that I could bounce off. It's so important having that person in your life. 
Definitely. And I think I've had a mentor now for um, probably say the last six years. Mm. So like more than half my business, I've had a mentor and it's the best thing ever. Like there've been different mentors throughout the time. Cause I feel like you do grow. Yeah. And it changes to what you need. But yeah, I wish I had a mentor from day dot. Yeah, me too. Advice. Just keep you focused, accountable. That person that just, you know, hasn't got any other intention other than helping you. Yeah, that's it. And they're not emotionally attached to you either. Like your family emotionally attached to you. Yeah. So if you say, oh, like this is happening, they kind of go like with you on that. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, just you want someone to go like question you more. Mm-hmm. You need to figure it out yeah just guide you but I, I'd probably say that's my been my biggest struggle um and obviously what else um staff but finding good staff um I have been lucky touch words that I've had a good bunch through the years yeah it's just more kind of, I used to always try and have to please everyone and try and make it all right for everyone. And again, that's probably a learning curve is now I've realised I've got to do what's right for the business, not my team as such. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the hardest thing, I think. As soon as you get a business with teams, that's always going to be the thing that's the hardest because managing people is hard anyway. Then you're trying to run the company as well. Yeah. Then as therapists from the beginning we naturally want to please people yeah (laughs) rather than being hardcore you know straight down the line tell people how it is it's just not in our nature to do that and I think that does come with learning and I think recruitment is a real skill to find like who the right person is for your team yeah like it's really hard like we've yeah we've had so many therapists work for us and I'm thankful for every single one of them that has worked for us um because they always brought something at the time they were a great therapist at the time and things like that but managing people or girls all together is a different ball game <laughs> and I think if you're gonna become a salon owner that's what you're thinking like you've definitely got to realize that yeah. side of the business definitely and I think my yeah that's probably one of the biggest learning curves as well is I I, at the beginning we were like this friendship that we'd go out with and like over the years as much as that was lovely and at the time that's what I needed now I've realized like it makes it too difficult like if there's an issue you need to bring up Mm -hmm. makes it difficult if you've been out the weekend with them and then Monday morning you're calling them in for a meeting like I can't my biggest thing is I hate two-facedness and yeah. I get feeling I was being two-faced because I'd be out with them. So then I wouldn't call them in for that issue and I'd let that issue almost like fester and then yeah. I'd get to a point where I'm like it's driving me crazy. So my biggest thing is probably stepping away from the team as well and having that kind of connection with them but not on a friendship. Not in a. We're all kind of still friends but I probably don't socialise as much as I used to with my sort of older team. Yeah, I, it's 100% the same. And I do think that comes with 
being in the salon for a while and then having them problems that you do need to face and like you said you can't do that when you just went out for a drink with them the night before it's too hard I used to be out of my team all of the time like we literally had the best time I loved it like regret any of it yeah me neither move on to my business I realized it was the right thing yeah definitely to even point to my girls went out for a curry the other night and they invited me which I'm surprised they invited me because you know (laughs) I'm never there anymore but it's like oh I'm so gutted I can't go out for a curry with them it's just best not to like like we'll go out for people's birthdays Christmases all that type of thing you have to have the boundaries and I think when I mentor salon owners and they're fresh in the business they're always like, oh, I love my love love my team. They're my family. They're my best friends, and like that's gonna change. You will still love them, but it's in a different. It's a, yeah, it's a different way. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. a different way. So yeah, huge learning curves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you say has been your proudest moment in business? I'm sure you've got lots. <laughs> oh wow. Um. I mean, obviously, like winning awards and things. But I honestly think my proudest moment is getting the keys to my salon. Mm. I think for everything that had been like thrown at me through life that to have kind of proved to everyone and a bit of two fingers up, like I've I've done it. Like Mm. when you told me I couldn't, I've done it. So that day of getting those keys, even when I was on my hands and floor, like knees scrubbing the floor to this salon, Mm -hmm. like it was, I felt proud that it was, it was mine. I'd done it yeah definitely. that's my proudest moment definitely before we finish up tell me about your new business do you want to promote that what's it all about so um it kind of made me realize as much as I've had mentors in business um none of my mentors have ever had children so when I would say things like oh but I've got this to do like how am I supposed to fit all this stuff in like they never understood it that I had children mm-hmm um so that's where now I feel that because I've done it with a business and as a mum and three kids I can kind of help and support mums and also understand like that mum guilt that comes in for us like (laughs) you want to be at work but you want to be with your kids and then you feel torn and then you sit there just like oh my god I should be at home and you just don't help yourself so just like being able to support mums in business, but also understand that mum guilt that comes in, all the other things that we need to do while we're at home and you're at work thinking about these things. So just having that network and that support to kind of give you that boost every now and again and like help build confidence of being a mum. I know I lost myself when I became a mum mm-hmm. and didn't really know where I was or who I was anymore and then I was also this business owner so I had all these things going on and I felt like I lost myself in that time yeah um and even after my second like my second and my third I lost myself again I, I suppose we're continuously growing aren't we as mum business owner all these different hats we have to wear so really it's about just supporting women and kind of boosting their confidence again and getting them organized in a plan and somewhere that they can just voice to with regards to business or being a mum. Yeah. That, you know, there's some days that my husband's great and I try and talk to him, but he just kind of switches off now. And I'm like, (laughs) just someone that you can like voice to. And then I'm there just to help support and guide them. And 
I decided to go into all businesses rather than just beauty because mm-hmm. I do believe like if you can run a business you can run any business with all the processes that are put in place like the processes that are in my salon you could take and put into a coffee shop yeah with a few little tweaks to it so just having that support and that network as a mum in business as it can be lonely oh I'm so yeah. excited yeah Brilliant. yeah I can't wait for it so where can people connect with you after they've listened to this and might want to message you on Instagram or whatnot? What are your pages? Oh my God, now you ask me. Um, <laughs> it's at Champagne Mums um, for the mentoring and then the salons revive luxury beauty. Perfect. The same for Facebook as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and if anyone wants to connect with Rebecca, then just follow her social media pages and I'm sure she'll be happy to have a chat. Thank you. Thanks. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Please leave a review and share on social media tagging at KG Salon so we can share. I always follow them. I always follow them. Until next time. Have an amazing, successful week.